0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show, streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app, and anytime on demand wherever you get your
1: podcasts.
2: I love how she left herself out of that. No one tells him what to do except his wife, his daughter, and uh, Brittany. Yeah, that Amy. You don't ever tell me what to do.
1: (laughs) What you are saying? I saw that email yesterday. (laughs) There's a lot. There's a lot of. Here's what Tom needs to do on that email.
2: Yeah, I I didn't see any emails. I don't pay attention to that bull. But in any case, um, so things are good. Weather uh, is looking, well, it looks great until I get there. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. I'll be there in 48 hours, and the weather sucks for like a week and a half. Did you look ahead like 10 days in the forecast?
1: I did, yes, because I have some things going on next weekend that I need nice weather for, and fingers are crossed,
2: yeah. Yes, we'll have to keep our fingers crossed. That's what we'll do. That's no, pretty cool. What the hell? Um, I uh, will mention, of course, that um, the Twins eked one out yesterday at Yankee Stadium. They did. We'll get to it th- today, but boy, mm-hmm. they eked one. It was tough, eleven to two. <laughs> I had never seen anything like that in my life, and uh, luckily Judd called me because I was I had just turned on the game, and when you watch it on MLB, you can watch it from the very beginning, or you can go to what live, or mm-hmm. you, know, you can choose whichever one you want. Oh, wait a minute! I got to shut up and listen to this. <laughs> the light, happy music, ladies and gentlemen. yeah, it's funny because I was talking to some people about, you know, I, I still spend because the show just started, so basically I was up until about 10:30 last night. You know, talking to advertisers and talking to this and talking to that and all the rest of it. And and one person said to me, you know, some people uh, think that they should, you spend a lot of time talking about the Twins. Yeah, well, I wonder why.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Jesus. This, listen, the season just started. People are, are ecstatic. There's hope in the air. Like, yeah, yep. man. Yeah, exactly.
2: Very, very exciting. I love uh, my Minnesota Twins. They beat the Yankees 11-2. to Uh I was uh, texting back and forth with Judd, and I had just started the game. I guess I was about 15 minutes late, something like that, starting the game. So mm-hmm. I just started. So I'm, you know, about an inning and in, about an inning behind, something like that. And I'm talking to Judd, and I said, "My God, the Twins are already up three to nothing." He goes, "I got some news for you. They're already up nine to nothing."
1: I'm oh, like, "What? Wow. Well, first off, Judd, don't be spoiling it for everybody. Like,
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah." Mm. No, just a, just a great situation. But, yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time. we got Ken Herbeck on today to talk about it. we got Phil Mackey with us as well, of course. A lot of great guests today, as a matter of fact. Let me run down the, the list very quickly. I mean, that wouldn't include Bob Sandsbury and Kristen Burt. They're a pain in the ass. But <laughs> uh, we are going to be talking to Jeff Benedict, Jeff Benedict uh, a hell of a guest, as a matter of fact. Uh, Matthew Marr also with us. Uh, one's on about air, and one is on about uh, LeBron yeah um, Jeff, Jeff is air and Matthews LeBron
1: correct Yes yep uh, yeah, very okay. basketball centric but don't deal with things that are about basketball.
2: Yeah no, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. 100% correct. I um, I do have one quick story I do want to tell Matthew Marr because he uh, it's a book or is it because uh, I didn't look at it. I don't like to look ahead because I like to be surprised when I'm reading it live on the air. Sure but is it a book or is it a uh, is it a um it's the movie he's in the
1: movie it air movie. With, with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon about oh, the Michael okay. Jordan shoe yep mm-hmm.
2: i see so Ma- matthew marais or jeff benedict is?
1: uh matthew Maris, yep
2: oh cuz i thought he was the one that was talking about lebron
1: Nope, that's that's jeff benedict jeff benedict has a new oh, book okay.
2: out about lebron yes all right. I wanted to make sure because I got to tell Jeff Benedict then my, my once to one time that I never met LeBron, but I was, uh, I was with him at a gathering in Vegas. Okay? So I'll tell you. So when I tell him later, <laughs> you'll know what's coming anyway. Oh, speaking of coming, uh, where's Norton? <laughs>
1: I was, I was wondering um, if you were going to bring this up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm
2: telling you flat out. The rest of the day, Norton, a lot of people get here on time, Norton.
1: So I, I had a show with her last night, and I said, hey, oh, okay. you're, good, you're good to go, right? She said, yep, I'll be there. I said, great. So it's getting to be crunch time. We're 90 seconds to show. Jesus. And I go, she calls me, and she goes, hey, I'm running just a couple of minutes late. I'm in the car. And then I hear... Ding, and I go, I'm sorry, is that the ding of an elevator I just heard? She goes, I'll be there in a couple minutes. And then I hung up the
2: phone. Yeah. <laughs> so like, is she Is she in now?
1: She's not in yet, but she will be. She's a, She is a couple minutes behind. But, yeah, she will be I here. To... I know. Is she related to my daughter? They They must be kismet souls somewhere because, yes, incredibly behind. Your daughter gets in here literally four seconds before the show starts every day. Or 10 minutes late. It could, that could be, too. I was giving her the benefit day. of the doubt.
2: Well, you know, I've got a six-year-old and a four-year-old. Why? They don't know how to tell time? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> but no, Tiffany Norton's going to join us today because uh, Brittany's sitting on her ass somewhere, probably in a beach in, in Florida. Although, don't go anywhere near Fort Lauderdale. If you're down in Florida, I'll tell you that. Holy oh. Hannah. Oh, no. What happened? 24 inches of rain. <sighs> they are standing. Now it's dropped a little bit, but they're going to get more rain today. Well, They built Fort Lauderdale on a floodplain. Did you know that? Mm. Why would you do that? I didn't know what a floodplain was then. Is that what it is?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm thinking like, you know, when you hear about the levees break and they go, they built uh, New Orleans below sea level. It was like, why would you do that? I couldn't agree more. I don't get it.
2: I love New Orleans. I've been there several times. I would not wander too far off the strip. I will tell you that as well. It is a very dangerous town mm-hmm. if you wander off that, uh, that downtown area. But I love the people have been very, very nice, and the food's great. Uh, Mrs. B's is a great breakfast joint if you're going uh, to New Orleans anytime soon. But, yeah, why would you build that below sea level? Why would you put Fort Lauderdale where it is, knowing it's in a floodplain? They got 24 inches. Now, I'm about 45 minutes north of there. I'm leaving on Sunday coming home. And the weather sucks when I get home, but other than that, I'm going to keep bringing that up because God is trying to pay me back for something, (laughs) I know. I mean, I don't even know if I believe in God, but only when something bad happens to me, then I believe God's trying to punish me. What
1: do you think? I 1,000% agree with that statement. Yeah, I mean, it's very logical that people do that kind yeah. of thing.
2: Yeah. I only believe in you when it's something in it for me.
1: Yeah, he can't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he doesn't help the Yankees when they thank him after they beat the Twins, and you're like, yeah, right, bud, thank God. But then all of a sudden something bad happens to you, and you're like, why does God punish me? Why is true. there a God who punishes? Yeah,
2: you know? It's absolutely true. Punishment is what it's all about. I... um. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things going on today. First of all, like I said, the the guest list. We have Bob Sansevier on 720. We have Kristen Burt, 735. They're on every Friday, of course. Jeff Benedict will be on at 8 o'clock. Channel 5's Chris Eggert on at 8.20. 8.50, interview with Matthew Martin. It's going to be one hell of an 8 o'clock hour, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. Then, of course, the 9 o'clock hour, we've got Score North's Phil Mackey and Kent Herbeck. Also, Tim Lammers. We are just loaded for bear today. Things are looking Good. So I appreciate all that stuff. No question about it. I do have to read one thing to you. That, uh, By the way, I, um, I still need, and maybe uh, 952-600-2575, or you or, or Tiffany, or we can go down the list of, of people. Uh, is there any such thing as a national news
1: channel that's centrist? Do you, know, do you have any knowledge of something like that existing? You know, like I've said before, the, the the news where I get my news now, it just comes from Vice, or yeah, yeah I, I try not yeah. to get it from the the national news because it's just too one sided. No matter where you yep. go,
2: yep, yeah, that's a that's the problem I'm having. I sat down again this morning and I literally had to turn it off again. I'm trying to find some centrist piece out there. It used to be, uh, it used to exist, but it's just. I can't take it anymore I, I just the hatred they spew out on on all of those channels. I just don't want to be part of my life i'm I'm happily married. I have two wonderful children I have three wonderful grandchildren, great friends got a great job like I said, I was up last night ten thirty talking to advertising on stuff they're very excited I, the numbers look fantastic I don't know Rudy, if you've looked at them recently mm-hmm. But they look fantastic. I mean, everything is going really well. I don't want to hate anybody. I don't want to watch your news because I
1: don't wish to hate anyone. Right? Yeah. It's it's such a weird place that people put themselves yeah. in. It's like, you know, you do this to yourselves, you know, relatives who just constantly watch news on the cycle. And it's like you go to their house, they're like, did you see such and such? I'm like, no, because I was out living happily. I didn't see right. it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, that's what we need. That's exactly what we need is get out there, live your life, be happy. You know, one thing I will tell you, Amy Daniels, who pushes me around constantly, I'm getting fed up, you know. But no, I was talking to Amy last night, and she pointed out that when I first came over to Hubbard, she I didn't know her. I didn't know most of the people and all the rest of it. So she was asking former coworkers in the building. I won't even name them because they're my dear friends, and I don't want to throw them under the bus. You know what I mean? But apparently she was asking people, what's Tom like? Is he one of those guys? And they both went, no, no no, it's no, no. He stays at home a lot. He adores his wife and his family and all the rest of it. Isn't it funny? Whenever a man in America right now gets um, somewhat successful, they always assume you're going, to well, I'm going to start banging everybody in sight and I'm going to steal money from people.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what
2: is that now?
1: Yeah. You get it? Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes it's best. Like, I, th- I think about guys like Lewis Black, who just didn't get their due. Love him. Yeah, such a good guy, but didn't get his due until much later in life. And he right. has always attested that he couldn't have handled it if he was 27. Cause he would have, yeah, yeah, he would have just been out doing drugs and drinking and sex, and he just he wouldn't. You have a different perspective on life when you get success a little bit later. So every time I see these stories that come out that are about these guys who do all this stuff once they get a little bit of success, it's like well, it happens when you're young, and it's also very mesmerizing when it happens with older people the guys that are in their mm-hmm. 60s that are cheating on their wives like why do you I, what kind of motor do you have why are you so driven at that age I just want to I'm 42 and I want to sleep all day
2: no, I understand mm-hmm. I absolutely understand it um, God I'm trying to find this story I had it uh, I thought I had it brought up but I can't find it now it's about uh, Some Now, you know what? I didn't even want to reference it until I find the story again, because it's all about they found out that a a certain uh, queen of a certain country in the world died. This is a couple hundred years ago or 150 years, whenever it was. Mm -hmm. Turned out that
1: uh, he wasn't a queen. Oh, more of a king than a queen, huh?
2: And he drank Bud Light. Thank you very much. (laughs) Great to be here. (laughs) Yeah. I still am amazed by that,
1: Rudy, that people give a rat's ass about who endorses Bud Light. Why do you care? My mom texted me about this last night, and I said, Why are you oh, all okay. up in arms about it? I said, Why? She goes, Have you seen this thing about Bud Light? I said, Yeah. And I don't know why you're texting me, because I have no opinions on it. I don't care who endorses Bud Light. I don't drink it. Yeah. So I don't, it doesn't matter to me.
2: Yeah, and even if you did drink it, why would I possibly care that some. Uh, I, I used to be a guy. Now, no a woman is making a lot of money endorsing. So, so what? I, yeah. You don't have to buy it, do you? Yeah, I, I, I treat this I like know. I do
1: a bad television show. If you don't like it, yeah. turn the channel.
2: Yeah, well, I couldn't agree more. I, 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 I still look. I, if you've got some real reason, I, 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 It doesn't appear to me in my head anyway. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to get whipped up about it. Go ahead, drink all the beer you want, you do this, you you want to become a woman, good for you, I'm happy for you. I I just, I really do not understand why, and again, that might be because I brought it up on the show yesterday, my mother talked to me about about the first man-to-woman sex change that happened in 19, was it 1951 or 55 or something like that? It was a long, long time ago. But my mother was nice enough to sit down with me and talk to me about it because I was four years old, five years old, six years old, whenever it happened, I don't remember. But she explained it to me. And I went, oh, do you think, Rudy, that's part of the deal, that I would sit down with my mother, my older brother and sisters, uh, my friends, and talk to them about stuff, and they would go, well, this is what this is all about. So I could go, oh, okay, well, I understand, and move on.
1: It's very normalized you know, um, yeah. and when you when you yep. talk about it at a young age, Jeff Ross has a great story about going to Australia, and he's at the hotel, and he asks the concierge, like, "What is there to do here?" And he goes, "Why don't you go down to the nude beach?" And he's like, there's a nude beach? He goes, yeah, beautiful women all over the place. So Jeff takes a walk down there, and there's beautiful women, all topless, running around the beach. But he said that wasn't the most mesmerizing thing. The mesmerizing thing was the 12- and 13-year-old boys that were playing football at the beach who didn't care that there were topless women. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, if I was 13, I never would have stopped looking. But these guys didn't care. It's just like that's part of our culture. We don't care, whatever.
2: It is true. Eleven years old uh, when I first went. Hey, I kind of like the way girls look.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you know, I, you do what you do. Whatever you're attracted to, you live your life. You don't hurt anybody else. Who gives a rat's ass? Yeah. I've and again, thank you, Toots. My mother's name, nickname was Toots because nobody could pronounce Theophila, which means the love of God in Greek. But you know. But, but she was very good about that. Uh, you know, I, I got to believe that a diner waitress making probably a dollar an hour at the time didn't spend a lot of time researching things like this because sure. she worked 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. But I think looking back now, I didn't realize it. I kind of thought that's how everybody lived. But looking back, my mother was a terrific mother because she would sit down and talk to me about things I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Why is this, Mom? Why did that happen? What is this all about? And she didn't always have the right answers, don't get me wrong. She only went through eighth grade, so it wasn't like... Well, and and again, you can garner a lot more knowledge outside of school than you can in school. And that's not negative against schools, but get off your ass and learn things.
1: Yeah, I would much rather take somebody with some grit. You know what I mean? Like, have somebody who's got a little bit of uh, get-up-and-go inside of themselves instead of having somebody around who is book smart, you know? Like, a degree, I feel like a degree can only get you so far.
2: You know, every time somebody uses that phrase, the thing that pops up in my head every time, get up and go, must have got up and went. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that. That's a great line, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My get up and go, must have got up and went. <laughs> yeah. <That's> good. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Great stuff. I mean, look, we, I got to warn you, it's going to be difficult because in, you know, five minutes we're going to have to talk to Sansevier and it's going to be painful, you know, because Bob is Bob. I just wanted to warn you he's coming on in five minutes. Mm-hmm. All right? Thank you. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem at all. But uh, yeah, we got all these. Well, let me let me check on. No, this uh, th-
1: are these five random facts ever any good? Every now and again, you pulled out one one day that was that was really I- I- interesting. But yeah, sometimes they'll be like, you know, did you know that the sun shines on Thursdays? You're like, yeah, we know. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, random facts. <laughs> that's
2: exactly what I'm saying. It's true. Well, here you go. The two busiest U.S. airports for cargo are Memphis and Anchorage. Memphis because it's the home of FedEx, and Anchorage because it's a huge hub for international shipments. See, now we just learned something. Never would have thought. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Never would have spent the time to think about it. Is that what you're actually saying? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never wasted my time on the whole thing. Got a few things uh, popping up uh, later on today. I still, I do want to get to that story. The heist of dimes. Guy stole. Uh, Two million dollars worth of dimes, so but got about what two hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Two hundred grand in dimes. in dimes. What are you going to do with those?
1: Yeah, you know, walk around with a like a like one of those bags with a dollar sign on it and paying for everything in in dimes feels like a weird heist.
2: But... We got that coming up. That's one of the headline: the, the heist of dimes. New York City has a rat czar. Yeah. Oh, I knew that. I actually knew that because I used to live there. They have a rat czar. <laughs> I think they got rid of the rat czar and then the rat czar came back.
3: Mm-hmm. I think.
2: Yeah. Now the rat czar is an actual rat
1: with a crown on its head. Oh, that's, so yes. that's a real rat song. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> God, the rats in New York. You've spent time in New York. Have you ever seen the videos of rats climbing up the stairs with a piece of pizza in their mouth? Oh,
1: pizza rat. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal, man. Yeah, they love pizza rat in New York. I'm like, yeah, that's a uh, strange yeah. mascot yep. to have. <laughs>
2: pizza rat. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We do have to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. Norton will be here in about, oh, she should be here by, what about, do you think,
1: 10 o'clock? Yeah, she'll be walking in right at that last break with Tim Lammers. So That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought.
2: Uh, I'll take a break. Be right back. Bob Sansfield will join us right after this break. Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the MySlippers the number one selling MyPillow product. And I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for only $25 because they're regularly priced at $149.98. It's a hell of a savings, $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable, extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet. And you can wear them anywhere, anytime. They also come uh, in a ton of additional sizes, all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square. But this isn't radio, so I don't. what if I don't want to do that? Thank you very much. Anyway, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for $25. Regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. And I would like to say once again that uh, uh, if you could use that pro, promo code, it's great. Because every time I ask, hey, Tom, bought those slippers, man. That was great. I heard you talking about them on the show. I said, it's terrific. I said, you use the promo code? No, I don't use promo codes. Okay, then, then the show doesn't get any credit for the sale. They don't. Well, I just don't use promo codes. Like, oh, okay. But let me ask you a question. If you could save all that money by
1: using a promo code, why wouldn't you use it? It's, it's literally three letters that you type. That's it. Yeah. T-O-M. That's it. Yeah, to you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and you'll save the money. You know that? Yeah, I suppose there's something in it for me because it's proof that you did listen to the show and that's why you bought the slippers. But, yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah, uh, not that big a deal, but you know, you live your life. you do what you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. All right, we uh, we shall uh, be right back with more good stuff in this break, and then Bob's hands and all that good stuff.
3: Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? A non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? An old-school website with outdated information? Hubbard Interactive can help. They can do it all for your business. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They can build a 21st century website for you that communicates all the right things, all the best ways. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp. Plus, social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, and more. All the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with. Hubbardinteractive.com.
4: consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410 or visit bialkelaw.com. That's b i a l k e law.com. It's the Monkeys, celebrated by Mickey Dolenz.
1: Here we come. Walk down the street. And I saw her face. Saturday, April 29th at the now Pantages Theater, Minneapolis. Mickey Dolans plays tribute to the
2: iconic group and his bandmates in song and memory with unseen images from the monkeys. Get your tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.
0: this is the Tom Bernard morning show podcast
2: we are back ladies and gentlemen joined by the lovely and talented Bob Sansevier Sandy what's happening man
4: everything's happening you how about your how about Tom your twins I'm now, telling you whole season
2: Re and I were talking uh, Rudy and I were talking about that just now I mean I sit down I start the game about 15 minutes I was talking about the fact on the MLB channel you can jump in anytime you want you can jump in at the beginning the middle yeah. whatever which I kind of like. Um, so I'm watching the game, and and I text Judd to ask him if he wants to go to a Twins game one of these days. And I and I text, my God, the Twins just went up three nothing. He goes, I got some news for you. They're up nine nothing in the first inning.
4: It's, Bob. it's incredible for them. I mean, back to back to back home runs. Michael A. Taylor had his first of two in the game. Of this rookie. Uh, Edward Julian, he had a home run. Carlos Correa had a home run. And, I mean, they'd never do this type of thing against the Yankees if only it were the postseason. That would be Well,
2: but the thing is, Bob, that we were talking about this uh, on the show for about the last uh, few days, several days anyway. Uh, The last two games they've won – And they had to win both of them. They couldn't lose two out of three to Chicago, and you can't go into New York and just get your ass handed to you in the first game because, oh, no, that's the Yankees again. We are talking about how important those two games were, and the fellas stepped up and won them both. That's a huge deal, Bob. It it is, and, you know, the 9-0 is impressive. The, you know,
4: three consecutive home runs is impressive, but to me the most impressive thing to come out of that game was Joe Ryan. Striking out 10, no walks, one run three hits and he went seven innings i mean that's a terrific outing against any team and here yes. it, you know against the yankees that's very impressive what he did
2: look now we got to take one more out of the three left with the Yan- i mean obviously if they won them all that'd be fantastic don't get me wrong but uh, if we take one more out of the three that's you, you go 50 50 in new york city you're very happy right uh, yes, no question. And also,
4: keep in mind, they'd lost 13 of 16 before yeah. this game yesterday. So, they, I mean, they always struggle against the Yankees. And so now, highest scoring inning against the Yankees. That's just, uh, you got to feel good about the one game. And you could find so many different parts of this that you feel good about. But for me, it's, uh, you know, they can start dusting off that Cy Young Award for Joe Ryan.
2: Yeah. Just put <laughs> exactly. his name like on it, it. now. I like it, Sandy. You know, it's just—it's a great way to start the spring because you get some more. Well, you guys were—you were, you were close to ninety yesterday, right?
4: Yeah, it was—it uh, was a beautiful day.
2: That's what I understand. Uh, it's going to be when I get home on Sunday. It's going to be forty, Bob. So you know, you know what the biggest
4: life. problem is, though. And I don't know if it's like this in the studio—that uh, you know, here in Minnesota, a lot of these businesses haven't adjusted, and they don't—they're not ready to shut off their heat. It was eighty-two in the studio I have Ooh. in Wayzata. And
2: a lot of places are like that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet you're right about that. But look, I just, uh, I just love the way the whole spring's going. I'm coming home on Sunday, and look forward to getting home. Haven't been home in a while, um, so I'm really looking forward to coming home. I got my twins uh, that are winning. Uh, I, everything's great right now, right? Well, yeah, well, you've got
4: your Timberwolves, who are choke artists. you got your Wilds, who fell apart and are in the third spot. Every Even year. they have to play either Colorado or Dallas. It, it, well, every other team is in suck mode right now.
2: Yeah, and they have... So, I still can't believe we've never won a damn uh, hockey title in the state of hockey, for Christ's sake.
4: Well, it almost happened what, back in the 90s, and then they wound up pissing it away against Pittsburgh. Because they started talking about the, you know, the, the championship parade, and that's, that's all the motivation they needed in Pittsburgh to put them away. Yeah,
2: yep. you're absolutely right. So, so I would love to see the, uh, the Wild do well. I'd love to see the Timberwolves. I, I can't really say I'd love to see the Timberwolves. I don't give a rat's ass about the Timberwolves. They haven't you know, even I, tried I, to
4: win. I don't care if they win, and I was actually <laughs> I rooting either. against them against the Lakers because I was so pissed <laughs> off about what they did with Rudy Gobert. Yes, the guy took a swipe at, at Kyle Anderson. But, Tom, anyone who says to you, shut the F up, you bitch, you're not going to just sit there and take it, especially right. these athletes. They're right. too pr- proud. If you're going to suspend Gobert, which I think was wrong, see, they didn't have to suspend him. He had a bad back. He might not have played anyway or likely right. would have. Right. They should suspend Anderson, too, who down the stretch didn't do a thing for you. I mean, that, that game the other night against Los Angeles, they just they folded like a cheap bingo chair. It's, Ooh, I've never heard terrible. that one before.
2: A cheap bingo chair. I, I, ah, that's great. I've never heard that. I got a new no, one. No, that's what they were. Choke artist. It's, uh, I know. We'll keep moving forward. So you got the Twins winning. You got the uh, two winter sports teams not doing so well like they don't every year. Well,
4: your Wolves, though, they play tonight against Oklahoma City in another yeah, we'll play-in game,
2: which right. I don't
4: like with the way the NBA does it. If you no. want, it should be one play-in. You have the two the ninth and 10th of place team playing the eighth seeded team, not the seven and eight playing like they had the other night. It's I know they want to get all the, they get all this excitement. I got news for you. Not that many people you have yet to be a pretty hardcore NBA to be excited about some of these teams. Like. Yeah, your I Wolves.
2: Yes. I think that's exactly right, Bob. No question about that. I do have to ask you a question, a sports question, Bob's hands here yeah. sports here at the Tom Bernard show. Um, should I be very worried about, look, I know the guy can be a flaming prick and cheats on his wife and screws diner waitresses and all that stuff, which I, I'm not fond of that part, and I believe he learned it from his father. But is Tiger ever coming back? If anyone saw the video yeah, of him exactly.
4: from what would have been, what, the, uh, the round on Saturday where he couldn't walk, right. it, was, it was really sad to watch. You know, he looked like a guy in his 90s trying to walk across the green. And uh, I, what he's, he had a phenomenal career. And I don't yep. know why yep. he, he wants to keep pushing it. He, if he's going to do anything, then he better just limit it to the majors. And he better make the decision the, before the tournament even starts because he doesn't want to look like that again. Because it's just it he's just- a shell of what he once was.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was just sad to watch. Like I said, he's maybe not the best human being, but he's one of the, maybe the best golfer of all time. Um, you know, Jack Nicklaus is up there with him, a few others, no question. But it just makes me sad to see a guy that gave me so much joy watching him. Uh, what was it, on 16, where he holed out at the Masters that one year, and I'll, they said it was an impossible shot to make, and he made it anyway.
4: Well, he was I love that. And hey, you know what? Here's how I look at it, because this is a very – not a good, it's not fair maybe to him, but if he was so frickin' good, why didn't he catch Jack before he got uh, that little accident when he was still yeah. healthy enough to do it? Well, I yeah, mean, right. he did have opportunities. And I keep thinking, I think I mentioned this Monday, every time I see Mickelson in an event, I think, had Tiger Woods never been born, Phil Mickelson be considered the greatest golfer of all time. Just imagine the number he yeah. would have won.
2: Which he probably still is, don't you think? Well, he was
4: a, he's still a heck of a got well the best left-handed golfer maybe ever <laughs> i uh you know we we'll give him that i gotta i have to take a, a look because i how many times in a major do you recall the number that he finished second to uh to tiger or anyone for that matter mostly tiger
2: yeah yeah I think you're it's, right about that
4: It's a staggering number that you know just tells you how many uh you know how many times he could have been another masters champion so
2: one of those deals never met either one of them, but I've walked past both of them uh I didn't know that Tiger Woods is as big as he is, and I didn't know that Jack Nicholas is as small as he is. you ever met Jack nicholas
4: yes i have i mean i've i I've interviewed him a number of times in group settings and then some one on one things and yeah he's not he's not tall at all.
2: he's put together no. though yeah he is he is absolutely. One more golf reference, Bob, and i got to move on. My yes, uh, grandson, Sage. For, I don't know why, but he, as soon as he could walk, he picked up a golf club. He just loved holding a golf club, right? Yeah. And so now he's four years old, about to turn five years old. I was sent a video yesterday. He was out at, uh, I think, Braymar is where he was. I'm not sure, but I think that's. He's four years old. Uh, they're taking a shot and him. He's on the practice tee. He uh, takes the club back, stripes one right down the middle. He's four, stripes one right down the middle, turns around, looks at the camera, and does a fist pump.
4: Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) Oh, God. Good for him.
2: Yeah, yeah, there he have Fist pump. Oh, okay. Tough guy. Did he ever
4: see Grandpa do that?
2: Uh, No, he did not. Maybe his dad. Maybe his dad's done the fist pump, but it wasn't me. That's all I'm telling you. Uh, Doesn't well, that give you great. great joy to see? Well, look, your kids have, have achieved all wonderful things. Isn't that wonderful to watch?
4: Yeah, and most people think they're my grandchildren anyway. Sure, oh, absolutely. I feel just like you. Did I ever I tell Okay, I, my son, I've told you the story, so I won't give you the whole, you know, you know the guy that owned that place over in Dayton. But, you know, when my son was 10 or 11, the guy swore that he was my grandson. And I just... I just tell people now, yeah, they're my grandchildren. But now with my daughter, who, my youngest, who's 13, I tell people, she's not my granddaughter, she's my great-granddaughter. They used to say, no way. Now they just shake their heads.
1: Can okay, I tell I'm you, not i not
4: old enough to have a great-grandchild. Not even
2: close. <laughs> no, you're not. That so is absolutely true. Yes.
4: And uh, oh, By believe... the way, uh, Lefty, five times he's finished uh, second at a major. Not always against with Tiger, but. Five, uh, you know, Masters once, twice each in the PGA in the Open. That's a lot of second place finishes.
2: That it day. is indeed. So, no yeah, you know the golf course a... you were just talking about. It would, the Masters, the uh, Augusta no, National. No, no, the golf course you were talking about in town here. Well, you the area you were talking about, I guess. Yeah, I right. was play, playing at a tournament up there with Passel many, many years ago. I love yeah. this story so much, can't even tell you. I'm playing in a tournament, as a charity tournament, having just a ball, playing with the owner of the golf course. Okay, so it's past me, the owner, and we're going along and we're having beers. So, you know, we got a pretty good buzz going, all the rest of it. And there's a woman hanging clothing on a line just off to the right of one of the holes. It's a very attractive woman, no question about that. And pass, I don't know why the hell he did this. He looks over, and for no reason, he goes, look at that tramp. It was the owner's <laughs> wife. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's like, no, he didn't take that too well, I will be honest with you. I was like, what, you, what is wrong with you? And he was just joking, of course, because the okay. woman was so pretty that he had to, Here, had to go after I, a pretty woman in a mean I way. I got to ask you, what hole was this again? Uh, I can't remember the number, though. Because I would guess if it's
4: after the first hole, Paso was more than uh, half in the bag. Oh, I can
2: guarantee you that part. (laughs) There's no getting around that part. You're right. All right, Sandy. So what do we got? The Twins, thank God. They're on a a good run. Anything else happening?
4: Wolves tonight, Oklahoma City. Vikings have their draft in less than two weeks. My advice to them, like they would take it, don't trade out of the pick. Just if you're 23, move up to get a quarterback. Don't move back to load up on draft picks because it doesn't necessarily me- – it doesn't mean because you're getting more picks you're going to get more starters. Use the pick you have. Take the best player. Yeah. Take the best – if there's a quarterback there that you like, take him. If there's a wide receiver to compliment Jefferson, take him. Uh, DB, take him. Just quit moving around. Take. I know you don't have enough draft picks, Quacey, but make the pick with what you have. So. And so uh, Bob is there
2: is there I don't get it. I don't understand why we just don't go out and get a quarterback. this guy's gone after one more year. I don't think he's going to last the whole year. The guy's phenomenal on the practice field, but once that game starts he's just worthless.
4: Hey you know in regular season game again, I've said it before he's the Denny Green of quarterbacks. yeah he put together yeah. a good regular season but in the playoffs he will not be there he'll disappear.
2: yeah, it's true.
4: Because teams, other players can turn it up for the playoffs. He does not have that ability.
2: So I have a question for you, Bob. Yeah. Are you going to start doing crossovers with Kristen Burt?
4: Well, you asked me a few weeks ago. You you mean, excuse me, the incomparable Kristen Burt. The best Hollywood reporter in the history of Hollywood. She is the Luella Parsons and Hedda Hopper of her day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot of listeners here. Who's that?
2: Hey, Hedda Hopper, how you doing?
5: I was just going to say, I love the Hedda Hopper reference. That's <laughs> fabulous. Hedda Burt. Hedda,
2: Hedda Burt.
5: Poor Hedda Hopper became Hedda Burt. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, I like yeah, the crossover. I, I loved introducing uh, Miss Hedda Burt or Luella Burt. <laughs> Luella Burt.
5: Amazing. You have it the best really intro, Bob. I appreciate it. <laughs>
4: Nothing. It's You know what? It's easy when you're introducing the incomparable Kristen Burt.
5: I love this because at least my ego gets like puffed up on like Mondays and Fridays.
4: (laughs) The other day Tom just brings it down. Tom will be like,
5: everything's terrible. And now here's Kristen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Here she is. Here she is. Ladies and gentlemen. Now I'm, you know, it's a good spot to say this right here as a matter of fact, but I'm looking at the roster today, got some great guests coming up and all the rest of it. But I got uh, Bob Sansfer, I got uh, KB2, Kristen Burt, got Chris Eggert, got Phil Mackey, got Ken Herbeck, got Tim Lammers. You know how lucky I feel that you pills have even decided to come on this show?
5: It's the all-star <laughs> lineup just for you.
4: God, it's just Ken me. Herbeck, the Wally Pip
2: of his time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly well, right.
4: Re- oh, was it Minkiewicz who took over for uh, Herbeck immediately, or was there, someone in be- was there an interim? I- I'm trying to remember that now.
2: Boy, it was close. If it wasn't immediate, it was close.
4: Yeah, and he is the best. I mean, if they had a first baseman like him now, they'd be in even better. Great, great shape. He was terrific.
2: We got to come up with a name for his street, though. It can't just be Kent Herbeck Street. It's got to be because they're thinking of naming name of the street in Bloomington after Kent Herbeck, right?
4: Well, Way is a good thing. Kent Herbeck Way.
2: Ken Herbeck, away. How about go away? How about that? <laughs> Ken Herbeck, go away. What, it's just go Goa G-O-A. You don't, you,
4: you don't want to give him, like, Ken Herbeck's circle because he thinks it's a shot at his weight. Oh, my
2: God. I hope he's not. Well, he's not a wicklet. What, what, what am I even thinking? All right, well, Sandy, so anyway, enjoy All your right. day, sir. Always a pleasure. All right, we'll see you guys. Bob Sansevier exiting and entering KB2, Kristen Burt. How you doing, sister?
5: Head of Burt here with the entertainment
1: report.
2: <laughs> I gotta be honest with you, though, and I'm very serious about this. I, I look at the roster and I just go,
1: Jesus, I'm in heaven. Yeah, we have all these guests on there because we couldn't land a Tiffany Norton. Is she still not there? <laughs> she just walked in the door. Oh
2: my God, <laughs> Norton! That's all I have to say. We'll get back yeah. to Norton in a minute. Kristen Burt's on with us. What's going on in Hollywood, Kristen?
5: Uh, lots of good things, uh, coming up for the weekend to watch, but I'm curious before I tell you everything that you can, uh, sit down, watch and enjoy this weekend. I'm curious for you guys, because I feel like this story that's been brewing for quite a while is so inside baseball. And I'm wondering if it's like reaching you guys in Minnesota. Have you guys heard about Brad Pitt and his make it right foundation and what's going on there?
2: I know the make it right foundation, but I, I don't know what's going on. No.
5: Okay, so just quick little background. Hurricane Katrina, 2005. Brad Pitt and his Make It Right Foundation, because he's always had interest in, in architecture and things like that, said, you know what? We're going to come in and we're going to help rebuild some of these homes in the Lower Ninth Ward. All these people lost their homes. We, we remember all those horrible images. Well, fast forward to 2023. So what are, we're looking at, what, over 17 years later, almost 18? And you, what's happening is... A lot of these homes that were built are, um, substandard. They're falling apart, shoddy construction. So in 2018, there was a class action lawsuit against Brad Pitt and the make it right foundation. And he was ordered to pay, um, and make it right. Like over $20 million. Well, it's, sort of languished in litigation for the last four years. And finally, Global Green USA, which is another kind of environmental group, came in and said, we will pay the $20 million to get these homes correct, except they never had the funds. But what they did was Brad Pitt's lawyers made sure to have Global Green say, we are taking on this sort of money and we are taking on this project and we will settle this lawsuit well global green doesn't have the funds the judge is now saying brad pitt and make it right you has to go back to you it is your fault you have to take on accountability for this and make these homes right because people are living in absolute squalor because of this
2: how did this happen
5: it's shocking isn't it yes And I don't feel like it's getting the sort of the the news, the headlines that it deserves. Mm -hmm. Um, And Brad Pitt has been kind of walking away scot-free on all of this. And, you know, I'm I'm giving kind of like the highlights, the overarching view of what's happening. Hollywood Reporter did a great deep dive article on it this week. So if you want to get a little bit more inside baseball on it, it's really fascinating to hear so, Global Green is going to be in contempt, uh, has a contempt hearing in October. And now the case goes back to square one with Brad Pitt and the Make It Right Foundation. And the, all of those residents and homeowners, a lot of whom are in their 80s and 90s, have to deal with this again.
2: I have a question. Though a lot of these Hollywood pukes do this because they can write off some of the money?
5: Some do. I, I don't yeah, want to say I all, because so. there are plenty no. who are, are doing doing things correctly and really making a difference with some of their foundations. But a lot of times it's, it's a tax Haven for a lot of people.
1: Mm -hmm. Let this be a lesson to anybody who wants to do something nice for people that the road to hell is paved with good intentions
2: there it's true
1: (laughs) it just comes back and seriously i'm sure like when all this was going down in the moment you're watching all these people just get battered by hurricane katrina and you're like we got to do something we got to do something and then fast forward how many ever years ago that was 16 years ago and you look back on it and you're like "Ooh, yeah wait a minute we probably should have dotted our i's and crossed our t's before we made that big promise this reminds me of the office when michael scott has scott's tots I'm sending all of you to college. And then he has to come back like 15 years later and be like, yeah, I don't have any money. (laughs) Sorry about that.
5: (laughs) That episode is, it's a little cringy now, but it's so, it's very well written. It's so funny. People talk about Scott's Tots a lot when they talk about The Office.
2: Mm -hmm. I will tell you, honestly, it's a true story too, that Catherine and I used to do a lot of, help other people out by, you know, sending them funds and do all that stuff. And uh, that was one of them. Matter of fact, they even flew down to the area in Hurricane Katrina, and uh, we kicked in a lot of money to help people build houses so they'd have a place to live. We were very happy to do it. You know, like I said, I'm a very lucky guy. Every dime of it was stolen by the local authority. They stole all of it. Hmm. Isn't that Amazing.
5: It's not shocking, to no. be honest. I mean, a lot. No. every time that there's a big natural disaster, there's a lot of people that come in and prey on the poor victims who've lost absolutely everything. And you have to really know where your money's
2: going. You do, because like I said, we lost every dime of it and didn't help one person because the local people stole all the money.
5: I think a lot about, uh, in Haiti in 2010, when they had the uh, the earthquake, devastating earthquake. And so many of us donated money. And a lot of those funds didn't reach the citizens who need it. And I went right. down in 2015 and did a documentary and that area is devastating. And I will tell you that I had PTSD coming home. Like I think I compartmentalized it while I was there. And I I, mean, I was there five years later and just had a kind of like a just such a, a sob fest about 30 days after I had returned home just because you start processing what you saw it's horrific
1: yeah uh, Indeed. you know you start seeing some of these stories about when things like that the big disasters happen the hurricane katrina we had a guy on the air one time who was him and his friends had gone to like a uh, a home depot or a menards and loaded up on generators and they were going to take a Ford F150 and drive it down there and they were going to sell it at a premium I mean you weren't just going to get this for cost. you were definitely going to have to pay an extra you know probably three to four hundred dollars to be able to get that generator. but at least you would have a generator and at least it would be coming from somebody that is reliable who is there, you don't have to go through any red tape with the government. You know that where your money is coming, it's going to be there. You set up a date. And this guy was getting a lot of heat for it. And I was like, well, I don't know what else you want, because if you're waiting on something, if you want to really go through, like, the FEMA's or, as Tom mentioned, the authorities, you're waiting an extra month. Like, none of Mm -hmm. that. I mean, they're still living in FEMA trailers outside of New Orleans. It doesn't make any sense. Yep.
5: It's shocking. I, the whole article too. I ho- if anyone gets a chance, it's, you have, you have to commit probably a solid like 20 minutes to read this article. It's a huge deep dive. It's horrific when you realize like mm. what's still happening and people are talking about like my 91 year old mother has been living like this and you're like, come on.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it sad that people, there are people, Well, and we talk about this once in a while, I just, I don't understand how you can live a life stealing money from people who really need it. What is wrong with you?
5: Right. Or are fixing their homes when you know that yeah. this construction wasn't well done from the first time that they started nailing the boards together and laying yeah. the foundation.
2: People and money, man. That's the one thing about the, about the world I will never understand. When you mention the word money, oh, my God, my heart's beating and my eyes just got much bigger. God, money, money, money. Why don't you get off your ass and go earn some? How about that?
1: Well, it's nice. It's <laughs> it's never going to happen. Awesome. As, as, I mean, <laughs> as Kristen is broadcasting from a closet, yeah, get out there and work. Start exactly. swinging hammers, you sons of bitches, <laughs> you lazy bastards.
2: I agree. They are lazy In bastards. In my
1: closet, it's very comfortable. <laughs> In my pajamas, essentially.
2: <laughs> Catherine just brought that up, as a matter of fact, on the family podcast a couple of days ago, that the first remote broadcast I ever did was, I think, coming up on 30 years ago now. And I did it from the laundry room in a rental house. And I had to wrap a, a quilt around myself so it wouldn't echo. <laughs> God. Nice broadcast facility. That's yeah. all I have to say.
5: I love mine. My meta. cats come and visit. It's sure. very relaxing. It's quiet. This is actually a big walk-in closet, too. So it's... <laughs> I got space.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what a career. Both of us. That's all I'm saying. Um, anything... Oh, I, w- I wanted to ask you... I. I can't remember if you brought up Shrinking or not to me.
5: Yes, um, I did. Apple TV I thought you with did.
2: Terrific show.
5: Yes. We weren't sure. I think we mentioned it on The Family, to be honest, because I feel like Ralph yeah, okay. was in on the conversation going, I'm not sure you're going to like it because it comes from the same creators as Ted Lasso. And I know that hasn't been your favorite series. But yeah. um, Shrinking is fantastic. Um, if people haven't caught up with it, it is on Apple TV. And there's a lot of good things coming down the pike now on Apple TV. I know a lot of people have been a little bit more hesitant with that particular subscription. I would say now is a good time to subscribe because there's more than just Ted Lasso. You've got Shrinking. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a great movie out this weekend with Jennifer Garner called The Last Thing He Told Me. So.
2: Oh, really? What's that about?
5: This one, a a lot of people may have read this was a best selling novel, um, but she stars as a woman whose husband disappears and she Mm. has his teen daughter. So it's her stepdaughter. She has to figure out like what's going on. And of course, as she uncovers the truth, the man she was married to was not the man she thought he was. So kind of like a cool mystery in there.
2: Sounds good to me. What do you got planned for the weekend?
5: Well, I've got a lot of fun things. First of all, I'm doing the red carpet tomorrow for, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. Anyone who grew up watching or reading Judy Bloom books knows this is going to be like hit that nostalgia core for every girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I saw the movie already it's, but it's coming out next week. So I will be interviewing Rachel McAdams and Judy Bloom and Kathy Bates. So I'm looking forward to that. And, um, Everyone, don't forget about Mrs. Maisel. That's already dropped on Amazon today. And I personally am watching Beef. Um, that is what I'm going through. Have you heard of it?
2: Yes, absolutely <laughs> I have. I have.
5: On Netflix with Ali Wong, who's one of my favorites, and as Steven Yun. And uh, I'm about halfway through it right now. But it's about a road rage incident that goes very wrong. Um, black comedy, really compelling. People are calling it one of the best TV shows this season.
2: Why does it have to, because it's negative, why does it have to be a black comedy?
5: I don't know why we call it a black comedy movie, <laughs> you know?
2: You walked right into that one, I love that. I Doesn't matter it. There's no question. Allie Wong, by the way, uh, came into the podcast many, many years ago, and uh, we all went out to dinner one night, my family and Ali Wong. They're very few nicer people than Ali. What a wonderful person.
5: I love her stand-up comedy, too.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. That's exactly right. Okay, could you do me one favor? Because I know you you talk all over the country and all the rest of it. But uh, would you mention to Joe Rogan that Rudy and Brittany and I are very upset because when we mentioned uh, who gives a rat's ass, who drinks Bud Light, good for you, you like it, go ahead and drink it, whatever. Word for word, Rogan said the same thing a day later. Is Tell he Rogan listening
5: he to you guys it. and then just writing it down and <laughs> yeah. then transcribing it and, I mean, then putting it up on the teleprompter? What's happening?
1: <laughs> how dare he thinking. How dare he lift our opinions on a national topic? How dare he? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly well, maybe he I'm
5: thought saying. it was like a good shtick and he's like, I'm going to go and drink and, you know, show that I can drink a Bud Light.
1: Well, I'm, but I'm
2: very serious about that. Why would I care what your orientation, preferences, style, what I don't care if you like Bud Light, good for you. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I just don't I mean, get if you
5: want to be drinking Bud Light, knock yourself out, honestly. Okay.
2: Here's what I'm going to do. And I, I Next Monday, I'm going to be in town. I'm going to bring a case of Bud Light in and drink it on the air. And at the end of the show, you ain't going to like what I'm talking about. I, <laughs>
5: <not>. <laughs> I don't drink beer. I'm like one of those that just never like the taste of it.
2: Yeah, I it did happens. it maybe
5: a couple I t- drank a couple times in high school because drinking in high school you know um and that's what was available but i'm more of like a wine cocktail drinker
2: big shot is that what you're saying
5: So fancy no because i drink i drink like once every four months i'm so boring when it comes to drinking okay
2: also i'm getting a lot a lot of a lot of advertisers particularly like the mike Bilskis of the world and a lot of listeners want to know if if you can make a trip to the twin cities this summer and maybe we'll do an appearance somewhere because everybody wants to meet you i don't know why i try to talk them out of it but they won't listen to me
5: yes i would be happy to do so maybe if you're doing the state fair let me come during the state fair so i can eat some cheese curds
1: we are uh rudy we're going to do an appearance at the state fair this year right i believe so yeah i think we're going to probably be there on the first saturday of the state fair i haven't we haven't worked it out yet but it sounds like it Yeah, it's been a long time
5: since I went to the Minnesota State Fair. So I'm due for like a fried Twinkie, too, and Oreos and all that good stuff.
2: All right. We'll talk to you next week, sister.
5: All right. See you on Monday.
2: Thanks a lot. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, right back in a couple minutes. More news coming up at 8 o'clock. Very, very good interview coming up. Jeff Benedict. uh, He'll be uh, on to talk about his new book, LeBron. Let's guess what that's about. Thank you very much. (laughs) Great to be here. But in any case, yes, we'll be right back right after this. The warmer weather is just around the corner, I promise. If you want the best lawn on the block, you've got to go with my friends at ProTurf, a Minnesota lawn care company since 1982. ProTurf has service techs with over 20 years of experience who service the same routes, so they get to know your lawn and will customize a fertilizer and weed control plan that is environmentally safe, and guaranteed for superior results. Schedule a free in-person lawn care analysis, an estimate at ProfessionalTurf.com. And if you're looking to landscape or maximize your outdoor living space this summer, ProTurf has that covered, too. ProTurf will work with you to design your landscape project using digital photography and imaging software so you can see how all of it will look in full color before the work begins. ProTurf specializes installation of trees, shrubs, perennials, mulch beds, rock and sod, plus installation of concrete pavers or natural stone patios, fire pits, driveways, walkways, streams, and rock fountains and more. Check out their work at ProfessionalTurf
4: consultation, the number to call is 763-571-2410. That's mm-hmm. 763-571-2410. Or visit Bialkilaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E law.com.
2: Tom. Tom here. Why should your business work with my friends at North American Banking Company? Here's Minnesota hockey legend, Winnie Brown of OS Hockey.
0: North American Banking Company has really allowed our business to grow over the years because whenever we have a question, we have the convenience of being able to walk in or we know exactly who to call to get things done.
2: To learn more about North American Banking Company, go to nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. Or visit any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC. E housing lent.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
2: We are back, ladies and gentlemen, 7.55, five minutes till uh, 8 o'clock here at the Tom Bernard Show. And I know uh, we had a special deal where we're going to start the show at 8 o'clock this morning and uh, go from 8 to 11. So uh, Norton could make it on time.
0: <laughs> yeah. What, it have uh, been nice. The What's the matter with you? There's, there's nothing the matter with me. I was out <laughs> late with your producer last night. <laughs>
2: Oh, you guys were out
1: late, were you? Yeah, but one of us got here on time. One of us did.
0: One of us also lives closer. (laughs) And one of us also knew the correct address to the building.
1: Which is funny, because I copied and pasted from uh, when Mike Brody was on. Tom, we had Mike Brody on the other day, and I Mm -hmm. I copied and pasted the same address. But yes, uh, but everybody who we've had on recently has already gone through the problems. Because I even explained to Tiffany the first time I came here, the address they gave me sent me over to another building that is also in West End, and I went up to the third floor. And as I was walking around, I was like, "I don't think the construction guys know they want me yeah. around here. This is not yeah. there. Definitely no podcast studio here.
0: He's not OSHA.
1: No, approved. <laughs> not at all. That guy. I have,
2: a, I have a question for
1: you.
0: Yes, sir.
2: You've been on this show twenty times. how did you not know where we were?
0: Okay, first of all, let's do this. Okay, first of all, first of all, there's a lot of mitigating factors. I don't think that oh, you're okay. privy to. Um, it has been a, a really long time. I'm a banker now, day job. what? And yes, I do I do mortgages. And so I, I am, that. you know, I've become accustomed to a certain like leisurely wake up. I, you know, sure. when I was when I was a producer live when Rudy and I were working side by side together for many years, 4:30 you had to be there. Be yep. there at 4:30. Mm-hmm. So I set multiple alarms last night, and I did the game that we all do in morning Read. I'm like, well, this one, this one, this alarm matters, this one doesn't. I did the little math thing, and I have an, a new iP- uh, Apple Watch, and I put the little timer thing on there, I thought, and uh, nope. <laughs> uh, Ooh. I must've like rubbed it on my face or turned it off or something. something. So I literally, I woke up and I was like, I have to be somewhere. And, uh, yeah. Cause I remembered we had a, we had an appointment.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you for 37 years, I had to get up at four o'clock in the morning. Yep. Right. And then a few months ago, I didn't have to get up at four o'clock in the morning anymore. I went, Oh my God, you know how great this is going to be. I don't have to get up till several hours later. It's going to be great. Pretty much at the very beginning of not having to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, I go through a thing every year, and I don't know what the hell it is. Maybe you guys have heard of it and you could help me out with it. I wake up every hour on the hour, every night, for about a month and a half. It's the worst. I hate that.
0: It's absolutely the worst and I I have a lot of I have I have anxiety, uh, yeah. anxiety disorder and so yeah, I mean like it's it's like I'm exhausted. I want to lay down and now I have to think about everything I said wrong in the 7th grade for some reason. <laughs> you oh know? yeah.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I for whatever reason I opened up my eyes at two thirty this morning, and yeah. I have been up ever since. Don't know why, but it just was. Yep.
0: But That's how Rudy is. <laughs> yeah. I I know him. He Ugh. this this man. Do you know that Rudy doesn't sleep? He's like a bat. He just hangs up by his feet, upside <laughs> so it's all down. All three of
2: us now. That's great. All three of us now get no sleep. That has, no no. no I sleep. I sleep.
0: That's what your show interrupted my sleep. That's the problem. Oh.
2: Well, pardon me.
0: Well, I'm sorry. I made it. I mean, you know, you get what you pay for around here.
2: Oh, well, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I have a clear understanding of just how this good. is going to go now. Good. So you Good.
0: Know. You know what? I mean, here's the thing. I've, uh, my therapist has been working with me on setting my boundaries. I've clearly not been good at it. So...
2: You know that's great though, because I, I talk very openly. And, and at first, when I first started doing it, many like thirty years ago, people go, "Why do you talk about going to a therapist? Don't you want to keep that private?" No. If it can help other people, why would I want to keep it private? Right. Plus, I pay for it.
0: You know. Plus, you pay for I it. I flex. <laughs> I like to flex. Yeah, I've got an HSA, baby. Yes, I do.
2: Would you like to go sit down, to therapist, brand new therapist, and go, "Hey, Tom, how you doing? You got no shot." Okay. What you can,
0: I, can I? <laughs> This is such a weird aside. I'm so sorry. And I really shouldn't be busting this person on, uh, on the air. I live in a building with someone who I know is a therapist. This person, you know, gives advice about how you're supposed to live your life and what you're supposed to do. What are the correct answers, right? This guy never has. His tabs are always expired on his vehicle. <laughs> always. Always expired. And I don't mean by like, oh, it's 15 days past the month. Always expired.